Two words buzz around my head as I sit in Judge Petrus's chambers this afternoon. One is murder, the other is certainty. The lawyer in me doesn't much like either word on its own. In combination, they're even worse. Well, Petrus looks at her watch. Carmela Petrus is a scarecrow of a woman. Too many facelifts have turned her into a Picasso painting, all hard lines and angles. She's living evidence that you can't judge a book by its cover. Underneath, Petrus is a fair woman, sympathetic. She knows what I'm going to say and why I'm going to say it. She's not the only one waiting. Outside, the reporters started gathering over an hour ago, and the family has been there even longer. Families, really. One who will cheer and one who will hiss when I deliver my decision to them. The rest of the public has neatly divided itself at the foot of the courthouse steps, milling around with their handmade signs, half of which want to send this one down. All the way down, down to a kind of locked basement from which the odds of escape are less than zero. The other half carries signs saying, Execute justice, not people, and execution is legal homicide, and why do we kill people who kill people to show that killing is wrong? I'm thinking that if I've ever seen a case with an overabundance of damning evidence, it's this one, the case that will end with a unanimous verdict of guilty after five minutes of jury deliberation. The defendant confessed, for Christ's sake. But, there's always a but. There needs to be one. There needs to be that final, lingering hesitation that unanswerable question in a prosecutor's mind, now more than ever, what if I'm wrong? Petrus again, impatient but not unkind. She knows the stakes. Well, my ears register the form sliding across the desk and flapping lackadaisically as the current from the ceiling fan catches its edge. A little extra punctuation from the somber environment in the judge's chambers. I don't need to look at the form to read the few terse sentences of legalese, to see the underlined spaces waiting for a signature and a date. The text was on the front page of every newspaper in the country after the State Remedies Act was passed. Future headlines, unwritten but possible, flash through my mind. DNA evidence reveals fatal error. Appeals court reverses conviction. Posthumous pardon for victim, Virginia prosecutor sentenced to death. They're waiting, Justine. Petrus again. I hear the click of a polished nail on the wood of the desk, tapping the form. You need to decide. They're all waiting the public, the press, the family of the 17-year-old honor student whose murder is the subject of the upcoming trial and the family of the woman who killed him. The hundreds of students and teachers who had taken a day off from their daily routine behind the serpentine walls of Virginia's most prestigious public university to wait out my decision. They'll hate me. Well, half of them will hate me. 
but a woman can survive hatred. Hatred doesn't kill you. Hatred isn't on the same plane as a lethal cocktail working its way through your veins or 2,000 volts of electricity stopping your heart. Or maybe worse than that, a lifelong shadow of guilt. <laughs>